the heart of every person is a longing to be free, free from fear and persecution, free to think and free to speak. Too many hearts have now been silenced to the song of liberty. Let the heart of every person be a place
hey, we, we're doing a thing in a new way. Steve, Steve Bustamante, in his creativity and uh, generosity, he has uh, figured out how to uh, Facebook Live us with his camera and his computer here. Don't worry, we will still be using the iPad a lot. But but to uh, uh, we're doing we're doing it a different way. And so, like I said, we forgot to hit the donate button, and we will take care of that. I think it's on the Unity page, but go to our website at any time, unitycenternorwalk.org, and you can hit donate, and so that you can share your treasure. But that's not the main point of this right now. The main point of this is what is freedom. What, I ask you, is freedom? Now, I read this in the Revealing Word, and it says, The metaphysical meaning of freedom is the quality or state of being without thought or restraint, bondage, limitation, or repression, having a sense of complete well-being. It is a result of regulating one's life according to principle, not according to what anyone else may think or say. We can never know the full meaning of freedom until we abide in the Christ consciousness. Without prayer and spiritual meditation, there can be no concept of spiritual freedom and therefore no demonstration of it. It is gained only through spiritual development, gained in long hours of communion with God in the silence. Liberation from bondage comes as we seek first the perfect mind of Christ. If therefore the Son shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. That comes from John 8, 36. I think of uh, the, the biblical quote, uh, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And Emma Curtis Hopkins, the grandmother of new thought, she's the one that said, if by knowing the truth one is set free, and one has known the truth, and one is not free, one has not known the truth. And so, what is truth? Truth is that which does not change. So clearly, when we use that popular expression now, well, my truth is, that's actually not truth. That's not even close to truth. That's just your current understanding, your current opinion, based on how you feel or how you would like to feel. And, and, and so, what is free to freedom is that, uh, that handing over to spirit. Freedom, you've heard me mention what I call the third step prayer. That's the only place I know from is the 12 steps. I don't know that it was written for that. I should do more research on it, but I keep forgetting. But there, there's one line in that, the, the prayer starts with, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. And somebody would ask, well, what does thou wilt mean? It means that I may be happy, joyous, and free. So the next part of that says, relieve me of the bondage of self. And I've talked about this a lot lately. I've talked about it on previous Sundays. I've talked about it on, on the daily Facebook Live thing. I think I talked about it yesterday. Relieve me of the bondage of self. When I, my first initial understanding of the well, first I didn't get it at all, quite frankly. And, but I knew God did. Whatever God was, God understood it. And that was enough for me. That was good enough because I just trusted that whatever God is, it's good. And then as I kept saying that prayer over and over again. It, it, really, I used that prayer many times a day in the beginning of my healing journey. And so relieve me of the bondage of self, and I began to understand, oh, the bondage of self is that I think someone actually wants to hurt me, or that I want to hurt someone else. And that satisfied me for a long time in that definition. 
And it's only more recently in this day and age of rampant narcissism that the bondage of self is that I think the world is about me. It's that I, 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 I just, I thought this is about me and this is about me and this is about me because we and all with the social media, which we did not have at the beginning of my journey, uh, it's everybody's talking about themselves and what they think all the time. So clearly they think the world is about them. Now I granted we have, we are affected by the world, but some of that world we create and we create it by telling ourselves it means this and it means this and it means this. And so that can't be true. And that's why we have to go back to our studies and we have to go back to researching and studying what the Fillmore studied. It's not just studying the Fillmores, the, you know, the Unity's co-founders, it's studying what the Fillmore studied. And it's studying what Emily Cady studied and what Emma Curtis Hopkins studied. And it is studying what Emerson studied. And it is studying what Jesus studied. And, and so to go, to go back, you know, I don't know how far back we can go, but we got to start somewhere. And, and so, you know, if you like Wayne Dwyer, study what Wayne Dwyer studied. If you like Eckhart Tolle, study what he studied. And, and I... Uh, I do, a, I do a great deal with just going within and having a conversation with what I call spirit. And I, I, get, I get a great insight to what, as to what it is I think, because I'm not always aware of what I think. I, 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 I think I know what I think, but I don't know what I think. And I, and I look within, because I'm gonna start making something up, I'm gonna think something else about what I think, and then I'm gonna think something else about that according to how I want to feel or how I'm afraid of feeling. Uh, but to go within and say, Spirit, what am, what am I thinking? And what's my motive? And, and, and our motive makes a difference there. What's your motive and you're, how you're stirring up your pot? And so you get it then how the, the bondage of self becomes about how we're stirring up the pot, how we're trying to manipulate, how we're trying to sway people this way. Have you ever had a resentment towards someone and you found a friend who had no thoughts about that someone whatsoever, but the way you put it to your, your other friend, of course, in the most highly spiritual terms. But suddenly, your friend doesn't like that person that they weren't even aware of, that they had no problem with. I'm working more and more diligently that when somebody comes to me with a resentment they have towards somebody, that I don't judge that somebody anymore. I just I listen to whoever comes to me and their experience and their thoughts and their stuff. So and I and I, uh, and I remind myself repeatedly, oh, that's not my stuff. That's an interaction they've had over whatever it is. And I'll listen to this friend and I'll pray with them and I'll do whatever. But I'm not going to make that other person my enemy. I used to do that. If someone hurt my friend, of course, well now they're my enemy too. And then they make up and I still don't like this other person. And it makes no sense because they never did anything to me. They never offended my sensibilities in any way. And, and so, and so suddenly I'm in bondage to this person I don't even know. And I'm not free on that. And why am I not free? Because I have not known the truth. 
in order to be set free. The bondage of self is making the world about myself. It is making the sky and the floor about myself. Are you or are, do you know one of these people who needs to talk about your opinions all the time. Well, you know me, you know what I think. Well, you know, you know, oh, that's a good question for such and such. I had somebody say that once in an interview. We were interviewing someone and they said, well, that's a good question for, we'll say Bill. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll leave the innocent out of this. And, and, uh, and it's like, you, that person had no idea the amount of ego they brought into that interview and, and, and what a difference it makes for, to the people who are interviewed. It's like, hmm, I question your, your self-awareness. And, and uh, I get it. We all like to be special. Well, not all of us. Some of us, some of us, our specialness comes in hibernating and hiding from the world. Others of us, our specialness comes in being sick. Others of us come, our specialness comes in all we think we know, all that wisdom we think we know, and therefore we must spout that wisdom uh, all over the place. Others, uh, their, their specialness comes in their high intellect. Others, it's in their love of God and how they need to tell you about it rather than how they practice it. And, uh, you know, the specialness comes in so many ways, but that specialness comes with a price, and it's called bondage. Because you see, when I claim myself as special, and I know we just sang, I'm a unique, unrepeatable expression of God, and that is fantastic. And when we sing it together, it's great, and you could sing it walking down the street, and it's great. But if that specialness means something you have to maintain all the time, then it becomes a burden. It becomes suddenly you're in bondage to an imagined specialness rather than the reality of specialness. Specialness isn't something that should keep me separate from my brothers and sisters. Specialness is what keeps me one with my brothers and sisters. My specialness is my relationship to God, with God, as God. Uh, so that there's no separation. And if I have that, then I have this, then my brother and my sister have the same exact specialness, just dressed up in a different body and uh, different skills and being abilities to demonstrate. And so to look at all that and say, oh, that's what makes me unique is I'm dressed up in a different outfit uh, than my brother and my sister. But in my heart, I'm one. We're the same as. There's no difference of us. And there is no hierarchy. And there's no... I was explaining to a friend of mine the other day how we, we were talking about power greater than ourself, which is not to me the same as God. God's not, not involved in that. But that's not the same. And I said to him, well, you and me working together is a power greater than myself alone. And he didn't quite hear me correctly because he said, oh, I... Sean, I have imperfections. I said, you are not my higher power. You are not my God. I said, you and me working together for spiritual goals and understanding is a power greater than myself alone. Because myself alone is left with my own thoughts and I'll make stuff up depending upon how I feel in the moment. So in my freedom and my great desire, the funny part is I'm already free, but I pretend that I'm not. 
and all beings are already free. We were never not free, but we pretend that we are not. You see, we all have our own mind. And when we get into the bondage part of this, when we start agreeing with other people's lack and limitations, we're trying to get other people to agree with ours. You know, if we declare the weather bad, we are no longer free in our experience. We're still free, we can't not be free. But when I declare the weather bad, the sky bad, Oh, bad weather today. So I'm in bondage to weather. That seems foolish, doesn't it? If I read the newspaper and say, oh, bad stuff happened today. Suddenly I'm in bondage to the news and what I think about it. I wasn't even there for that event. I'm reading about it based on the, the newscaster's slant on it, not on What's true? Now, if I were to read the news and say, Spirit, tell me what to think about this. Tell me what it, you, Spirit, tell me what it is about me that makes me think this way. Spirit, let, let, I want to see with God's eyes now. So tell me how this is so that I may pray over it, so that I may maintain my freedom in my experience. Just like I, I so that I, I am this, this unique, unrepeatable expression of God, instead of this uh, sad, unrelenting, miserable child of God. You know, we don't, nobody wants that. Uh, but we, but we, you repeat a sad story enough, you get it. I'm not telling you not to feel your feelings. I'm telling you, don't declare your feelings to be the truth. Because you're a liar. I'm a liar. If I tell you my feelings are the truth, well, this is my truth. Oh, I, uh, I, have, I have great judgment about that, apparently, which keeps me in bondage. See how it works, how insidious it is, that how I will keep myself in bondage? It's just my thinking. Just my, I can use God to keep myself in bondage. I can use love and wisdom and intelligence, all that stuff, just to keep myself in bondage. Uh, how many people pick up a self-help book only to, to go into the depths of guilt because they're not already there, wherever there is. They, you know, oh, I'm terrible. Look, this applies to me, this applies to me, this applies to me. It's like everything you see there, you should be giving thanks for. I should be giving thanks for. Every single thing I read in a book that makes me go, oh, I need to do that, I need to do that, rather than, oh, I should be ashamed that I haven't already done that. I should be jumping up and down for joy that I, oh, here I recognize that this is something I can give to God. This is something I can turn over. This is something fantastic, and it's reminding me of my unlimited possibility, rather than taking it as an opportunity to judge or condemn myself. And so, to uh, celebrate, to just celebrate all the reminders of what is possible for me, even though I don't know how. You know, I've been confronted with certain personality uh, mishaps, uh, disorders, forgetfulness, and my first thought is, ugh, and then I realize, oh, oh, so there's, there's a place for me to heal. There's a, oh, this is reminding me of what I actually want instead of how bad I am for forgetting on how to be it, to do it. And uh, it, it, I'm using all that stuff now for, for hope, for hope, for faith. 
I'm using it all to trust that I actually am in the right place at the right time. And as I said, as long as I have a commitment today to align with God so that I don't lie, cheat, or steal, uh, I'm, I'm home free. It doesn't matter how far down the runway I go, right here, right now, I'm already home free, and the rest is just a time to uh, do the healing, to do the spiritual work, to do the spiritual play, to, to do this, get in alignment. So I'm gonna read a little bit, a little something from a Holy Spirit's interpretation. Let me get my mic stand. Somebody wants to turn their phone off. That would be fantastic. No, it's somebody's phone. People get so excited, they want to hear me in delay. <laughs> so this comes from Acts chapter 12. And uh, I'm going to start with verse 20 and then go back to verse 10. Verse 20 says, the world is a frightening place. Anybody? Anybody agree? Because the world is a place of fear. A place of fear must be frightening. And a place of fear must be a place of defense and attack. Did anybody as a kid or maybe even recently go through a fun house or a haunted house as, for Halloween? And it was as real as real could be. That was me. You got the place. I didn't want to go through those things. I, I like the ride through. Somebody could grab me there. But the, but those other ones where somebody would grab you or they thought that was funny, I, uh, I that was horrifying to me. And it was real. It was very real in my head. Have you ever seen a scary movie that is just as real as can be, but it's a movie? That's what makes the world a frightening place because I say so. So the world is a frightening place because the world is a place of fear. A place of fear must be frightening. And a place of fear must be a place of defense and attack. But defense and attack are not the answer to fear. Defense and attack are the reaction of fear. Born from fear and extending fear within itself, fear is never the answer to fear. Fear is never the answer to fear. Step away from the cycle of fear. Choose to follow spirit. I will lead you from your prison to the truth of your freedom and the awareness of your joy. So let's go over here. You are not in chains from which you cannot be freed by the will of your own Holy Spirit, but your spirit loving you as yourself also gives you permission to stay within your dreams until you are ready to get up and walk away from them. Your Holy Spirit waits for you to make the decision of yourself and then it steps forward to show you that you are free. It leads you beyond the obstacles you thought were real to show you that they were not. When you awaken to the truth and the remembrance of reality, there shall be great rejoicing. Not because you were lost, for you never were, but because you have found yourself again and I reread the end of the chapter, step away from the cycle of fear, choose to follow me, meaning spirit. I will lead you from your prison to the truth of your freedom and the awareness of your joy. So on this weekend, that represents a striving for freedom, 
striving for. Independence, not independence from God, not independence even from each other, but independence from a joining together of limited thinking. Let us step up and lead the way if we need to in our independence, but interdependence. We shall step away from our dependence on a belief in lack and limitation. We shall step away from our dependence on lying, cheating, and stealing, as if that will save us. We shall step away from what is not real, so that we may be independent with God, so that we shall be fully and wholly reliant on our relationship with our God selves, our God being, our brothers and sisters in their infinite thinking, we shall claim our, our full reliance upon spirit. And that will give us our freedom. Remember, you shall know the truth. And by knowing the truth, you shall be set free. Thank you. Where the spirit of the Lord is there.